we should all know that Greg Waugh and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 115 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We're a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Greg Waugh. And in this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better, kaboom! And intelligence, it's for the birds. And bleep bleep. And poop. But before we get there, <laughs> I've noticed something recently with our intro music. Yes. Like, I was looking at Will Smith videos and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And Are we fresh like I, the Fresh Prince? Oh, so fresh. Ah. So fresh. Just yeah. like that 40-year-old man. <laughs> so, I, I noticed something, and now I can't get it out of my head whenever I hear it. Okay. And so, I'm going to infect everyone else. So, I'll start the music up. Nod your head, black suits coming. Nod your head, <laughs> black suits coming. Nod your head, black suits coming. And now you've just told the listeners, just proved to them that we are paid for by the men in black. Well done, Dan. You just ruined everything. We'll be... Hang on, I'll just flash the microphone. Okay, okay. Excellent. They'll never know. Who will, who will never know? That's it. What? You had it pointed the wrong way. I didn't put the glasses on. <laughs> That's your week in science, is it? That, that you noticed a, a, a striking similarity between some music and other music. No, no, no. <laughs> but my week in science, in fact, does involve music. Ooh. Because this week my guitar died. Oh. Uh, it's an acoustic guitar, oh. so it shouldn't do that. But it's, it's got a, a pickup. It's got an electric pickup. So a little microphone inside it. Yes. And a plug on the back. And it just stopped working. So I had to go to the guitar store. And the guy told me some stuff about my guitar, which mm. I didn't understand. It needs, uh, it needs human blood to sing properly or something. Yeah, well... Uh, with an acoustic, with with any guitar, I'll show you something interesting. I've got the guitar all hooked up here. Oh God, he's got his guitar out. Oh, why? And I'm gonna play a couple uh, of songs that I wrote about <laughs> love. How much I love women. And how much how how hard relationships are. Relationships, oh, they're hard. I've got the guitar, mm -hmm. and so I strum it in the center of the strings. Okay. Oh. I don't need to turn that on. You can hear this. That's pleasing. It, that's pleasing. Right, so the listeners can hear this too. I hope. Hang on. Yeah, cool. Okay, now if I move my strumming thumb yes. uh, closer to the bottom, closer right. to the end of the strings, different, sort of similar. A different sort of timber. Similar. Even closer, like an inch from the bottom. Yep. Tinnier. Tinnier. Yes. Tinnier. Less timber. More foot rot. More foot. <laughs> different type of tinnier. More And then tinny. all the way right down that, right down the very bottom. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like Latin guitar or something. <laughs> Flamenco. Or a or, or a sitar. Oh, look at oh look at him and his playing of music. Very nice. So what happens in this guitar is that there is a microphone behind the middle of the strings and there is a microphone behind the very bottom of the strings. Yes. And so I've got two plugs on my guitar. <laughs> one is for one microphone, mm -hmm. or both microphones at the same time, and the other one gets the signal from the very bottom of the guitar. Right. So, what happens is that the, the one behind the top of the guitar, generally that's the nicer one. That's the one you want people to hear. Right, yes. So you send that signal to all of the big amps and stuff at, at your concert venue, where you're rocking out, because yep. you're a rock star. That's, that's true, yes. And so that goes out, and people go, oh, that's beautiful music. Yeah. So unless you want that tinny effect, which you mostly don't. Right. Okay. So it's, so why do they capture it then? Well, what happens is that the other plug that goes straight back into your fallback, which is the 
speaker that points straight at you so you can hear what you're playing oh, and go yes okay. everything sounds fine but it sounds a bit tinny sounds a bit tinny and gross <laughs> yes but what happens is when that signal comes out and points at you all of that energy is going to hit the strings of your guitar yes and so in the center of the strings it's sort of looser and it's going to pick up on that feedback yes but because it's sort of locked in down the bottom of the strings you get less feedback hitting it oh so you're he hearing the strings that don't get any feedback and they're hearing the signal that doesn't pick up on the uh, feedback. That's it. Right, okay, that makes sense. I see that. So basically it's designed to make sure that you can hear and it doesn't change the music by resonating with your guitar. That is correct. Woohoo! Resonance is pretty amazing. Good Lord. That's, yeah. that's what it's like. It's, that's music, though. Now we have to explain why humans like music. Go. Our ears, every human's ear has a resonance point that's around about middle C. Yes. So that's why you can hear when a note is off. Like, we're, we're physically hardwired to hear where a note is right. Yes. And where a note is wrong. It's not like the, uh, an arbitrary thing. Oh, okay. Everyone can Weird. sort of hear what middle C is because our ears are that big. And yes. they resonate that much. Uh, yeah, so that's supposed to make sense. Also, the other thing I was hearing recently, or reading it recently, was how it's interesting that you, by halving the, halving the string lengths, you start getting notes. Like, that's where our scales fit into the... Yep. But anyway, it's the, eight, it's, it's the eight scale, and it's a 12 scale. Yeah. The octave. Yeah, it's not. It's, a, it's another word for it. But All right. It's, it's not the octave. It builds into the octave. Anyway, but the whole point is that by halving the string length, you start getting the, the same notes. It's interesting. It's yeah. all mathematical. We won't go into it now, but it's, it's pretty Well, cool. we went into it before. We did. We talked a lot about this in, I think, the first year of Smart Enough. So go back and have a look through the archives. That's pretty crazy. We, we talk about music. Now, does everyone remember my love affair with... Elon Musk. Not after I flashed myself with a Men in Black device. <laughs> well, I do. I, I have a more than passing interest in Elon Musk. I think he's one of those billionaires who are going to change the world, and, and if he just calls me, I'll make him a happy man. But the, um, <laughs> I, I have a new crush. A new crush. I've mentioned him before on the podcast. You may remember from last year, Yuri Milner, a Russian billionaire, created something called Breakthrough Listen. And Breakthrough Listen, he gave $100 million to SETI, to search extraterrestrial life, which is what SETI's all about. And, and he says, the next 10 years, I'll give you $10 million to search for extraterrestrial life. Oh, yeah, and, and, and everyone was like, why, why would you do that? And he went, well, I've got so much money, it's insane. Now, I don't know where Yuri, Yuri Milner's money comes from. I hope it's some good, happy places. But I'm, I look, I'm not going to look into it. I'd rather not understand my yeah. new crushes. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even applying. I'm not actually alleging or implying anything. That I honestly have no idea. Drugs? So, I, don't, Drugs. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I could look it up, but I'm not, I don't want to ruin the fun. But Alien it, components? <laughs> I hope so. Like the black market from XCOM, the video but, game But XCOM? maybe, or from Men in Black, you can sell things on the street. He's like, no, let's contact more aliens. <laughs> I'm going to get some of them sweet seats, phaser guns. <laughs> so he gives $10 million every year for 10 years to keep searching for extraterrestrial life. And then people said, well, what happens if you don't? Like scientists were like, well, that's great, thank you. But what happens if you don't find anything in 10 years? We don't find anything. He said, oh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll do it again in another 10 years' time. So basically he's got like another hundred million he'll give them. So that was all exciting and I was really excited by that. So he's come out again and he's worked, come out with Stephen Hawking's amazing brainy cyborg Stephen Hawking's and Hawking. Hawking? Stephen Hawking? It's not plural, is it? Well, there's two of them. Oh, you're, you're meant to know that, sorry. Uh, right. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, you're Stephen Hawking. So he's got a hundred million dollars. He just keeps finding his hundred million dollars. He's like, oh, I found another hundred million dollars for you. Like, what? Yuri, Yuri. Found a hundred million dollars down the back of the alien, the normal, the, the, couch. the normal, 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 normal human couch, Scrooge McDuck Earth couch. <laughs> so he's created something now called Breakthrough Starshot, 
And Breakthrough Starshot, what is what he said, he has come up with very clever people, Stephen Hawking being one of them and a few other people, and he's come out and said, well, look, no one's going to the stars. No one's even think about, we're going to go to, the, we're going to, go to Mars in 2035, and maybe, and we're going to find an asteroid and pull it back around the moon, maybe, like all the stuff. And, and he said, it's not up around to... That we're going to orbit the moon with an asteroid. One of the ideas is we, Whoa. you can't, well, see, mining in the asteroid belt is quite difficult. It's a long way away. Humans will die and stuff. Can we but, stick a ring on it? Well, that's Imagine kind of a moon with a ring. Well, it'll be a moon with a moon. It'll be a moon with a moon. Yeah, I want a ring. You I want to be able to look at, up at the sky and go, oh, the ring. You probably can't get enough of the ring of Chad. The... You can... No, uh, the ring of Colin. The ring of Colin. It's a Colin ring. That's Colin ring. <laughs> and that then, sounds and then to look awful. at it, then to look at it, a colon you... ring sounds like a, a plumbing thing. Well, 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 and to look at that colon ring, you need a colonoscopy. Yeah, no, right. like, yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your colon ring's leaking. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. You have to take this medication. We're getting older. Uh, anyway, the, <laughs> so the, the, his so Breakthrough Starshot. Now, this is amazing. Breakthrough Starshot, he wants to get spaceships to Alpha Centauri, Proxima Centauri, Alpha Centauri, that, that system, the closest star system, about four, 4.2 light years away in 40 years. So that means they're going to accelerate up to 10% the speed of light and take pictures of Alpha Centauri, our next star over. This is the big plan. They're not doing it tomorrow. He's not doing it. They're, they're talking about building this together. You want to get started as soon as possible. That's a long way. Well, it's a, long, it's a very long way. Now, the idea is he wants to send something the size of your iPhone. It will have all the sensors. It will have cameras. It will have different sensors built into it. And he wants to send hundreds of them, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Then, a then, swarm. A swarm. But basically, a fleet of space chips as he keeps calling them, which I think is really quite clever. Delicious. Yes. And he sends them off. And the, here's the cool idea. So he puts a little sail out the front, a little solar sail, yep. nanoscale uh, parachute almost out the front, and then that you fire a... a parachute m- out the front? Well, yeah, but, but that's what I'm trying to think Oh, of. yes, I see. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so... Like a windsurfer. Yeah, yeah, like a windsurfer. A kite surfer. A kite, yes. Kite surfing the universe. <laughs> and then you, on Earth, you fire a megawatt laser, like a ridiculously powerful laser at them, and it pushes them. The photons push them. And you only have to fire them. It was it was like you fire it for about, I think it was four hours. So at this power level. And it gets them up to the full speed. Like up, What? So it just gets blah. And these things like race off like crazy like people. Like a tenth the speed of light. It accelerates up. Yes. Because, in four hours. Yeah. It just Because well, it's just end. Like you're talking about a field. They're saying this thing would be a field of lasers that would be kilometers across. It's Point co- Cohesion itself would be almost impossible. But to keep it pointing. And I'm not talking the power. At, the, at the fleet. I'm not talking at the fleet. I'm talking about you point at one of the spaceships and it takes off like a bat out of hell. And then you send the next spaceship and then you point at the next spaceship. Even then, that's only going to take like a couple of days. But yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. And then you shut down the whole system. But the pressure on that iPhone, that space iPhone. The acceleration would be would start would off low insane. and increase would would increase up. Yeah, it, it goes up much much faster. But that's the whole point. It doesn't need to. It doesn't. It's not nothing inside. It's 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 a it's a there's solid. No com- there's no meat. There's we're, no meat. Where the problem in this? Okay. I just went. This is amazing. Now the hundred million dollars is not going to pay for this. But the $100 million will start them to be able to start building it. And now they need investors. They need billions of dollars to, to put it all together. But I love this idea. I, I love it. Maybe it won't work. Maybe we'll never send spaceships. In 40 years' time, let's face it, it will take, yeah, you, let's say it takes 20 years to build. It takes 40 years to get there. And then, of course, it'll take four years to get the signal back. <laughs> the signal home going, hey, we've, yeah. we've found a planet. And, of course, it can't slow down. You're not going to go into orbit. It's, you're, you're rocketing past. Oh, it. so then, oh, no, because they've got no Tem- way of no way slowing down. No, it'll just hoon through the Alpha Centauri system, taking photos of everything. Going, oh, that's why you need lots, because some will plough into, well, no, no, none of them will plough into anything, because space yeah. is big. 
and these things are small. Really big. Yeah. <laughs> you might think it's a long way to the chemist. <laughs> That's peanuts compared to space. <laughs> but maybe something will plough into a planet, maybe something will plough into dust, maybe something will plough into a star, but mostly it'll just fire off into the universe. I like the idea we're just shotgunning the universe. <laughs> I was like, later on, these aliens are like, Ava! Who fired that? Who threw a phone? Who tr- really? Who throws a phone? <laughs> the Dick Cheney of the universe. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> But I'm really excited. I love this stuff. I love these private enterprises who are like, I've got the money. I've got nothing. I, you can, I can't buy. I can't buy any more cars, mansions, diamond rings. I'm going to spend it on this. And if it's crazy, it's crazy. But even here's the thing. I think is really useful about all this. Even if you're like, whatever, it's stupid. If you want to point all those lasers with all that power at one spot in space. Cohesion's your problem. You, you've, got to, you've got to get them all together yeah. doing the same thing. That itself, it will be a, a major milestone of fixing a technical issue that we need to fix. And how good would it be to get all those lasers and then point them at the despot of our choice? <laughs> Maybe. But also for communication. We want your oil. <laughs> and light them up. We need to fuel our lasers. No, no. <laughs> no but, but even for things like communication, cohesion is the problem. And, and it, I like it, communicating like battle plans no, to take out our, the no, despots I, and our I, enemies. I just, I just mean like better optical fibre stuff. That's what I'm talking What are you talking about? Just the, the, uh, optical fl- fibre to flay our enemies with optical fibre. <laughs> Whack like a whip. Okay, no, no one give Dan hundreds of millions of dollars. And don't make enemies with me either. <laughs> I've a, got cables. This is bad time to bring up our Patreon idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to another podcast where they were trying to explain what a sonic boom is. Right. And they completely asked it up. Right. But it got me thinking about sonic booms because I've never really sort of teased it out and mm. understood what's going on. Right. Because... Your plane, it flies so fast, and then it hits the speed barrier, and then kaboom, boom, boom, and, and stuff, and there's a cone of vapor around it, and, <laughs> and, and it's this right. explosion sounds, yeah. and, and I was like, yep, that's a sonic boom. Yep. But I had to sort of work backwards and figure out exactly how it worked. Right. So I came up with a nice mental model. Mm. So if you were, say, four seconds of sound away from me, so the speed of sound is something like... What is uh, like eighteen? It's it's about a thousand kilometers an hour. Thousand kilometers an hour. Yeah, about that. About a thousand kilometers an hour. It's not exactly, but that's close enough. So one thousand two hundred. So we we move you four seconds away, speed of sound wise. Okay. Yep. And then you've got a pistol in your hand. Yes. And you don't point it at me. You point it in the air. Uh, And you. I could I could aim it. Birds. That's why. (laughs) I could aim it ballistically over it. Parabolic, <laughs> nice parabolic, parabolic flight. Yeah, you know, we could, mm, maybe, we, we maybe. Could, yeah. I don't think it's that far away. You could up, up, and then down. I could, yeah, I could do it. Oh right, I no, could do it. Yeah, right. Parabolas, baby, and it would hit you at the same. Look, that's another story. That's another story. It's like air darts. That's another story. We're going to get to all that later. Ceiling darts. Um, his sizzle and our sizzle. <laughs> yum. And so you fire the gun in the air. Yes. And then it takes four seconds to get to me. So I see the gun go bang. Yep. And then it goes one, two, three, four, bang. Yes. Okay, so you fire the gun every second. About four kilometers or something? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's a while. Yeah. So you fire the gun every second for four seconds. So it goes one, two, three. Bang! 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 So it goes for four seconds. Yep. Okay, but if you run at me and you're running really fast, yes. and you get halfway to the halfway point between us yes. as you're firing the gun, you fire the gun. Four seconds away, and I wait four seconds, and I hear the first one. But then you fire the gun 
I've been finding the time, bang, bang, but bang, you're bang. closer. Yes. And so the sound only has, it would be three and a half seconds okay, away. Okay, if I'm traveling that quickly. Yep. So, yep. which means it's only half a second after the last one. Is yep. that right? So it goes yeah. bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Yeah, so, yep. but it's faster. Yep. That's the Doppler effect. Yes, yeah. And you hear that. So if someone was firing guns at you as they were driving towards you, <laughs> you'd hear bang, 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 bang. And yep. if they continued firing as you went away, they'd go bang, bang. Bang. Slow down. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because more distance between you for sound distance. travel. Yep. Okay. As, and so if you were running at me mm. at the speed of sound, mm-hmm. you'd... Let's say you shot... Oh, can I do this? Let's say you shot me with a bullet that was travelling with your sound wave. Okay. So when the bullet hits me, yep. I hear the bang as well. Well, there are, there are... I mean, there are supersonic bullets and there are subsonic bullets and then therefore I'm assuming there must be bullets that travel at the speed of sound. Why wouldn't there be? Well, they would sl- they'd decelerate. Almost immediately. Depends so. how, yeah, depends how far away you are. It. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but right. in this, in it sounds like a rocket. It sounds like a rocket. A rocket with, with a sabo, All and right. it and it just keeps going at a set velocity. Yeah, accelerates really fast, and then just keeps it going. Yeah, well, it accelerates fast by the bang. Whatever right. the bang. This is what our patch runs all been paying for, by okay, the way. Okay, yep. Shooting so Dan. You're at four a set seconds velocity. away, and you fire this missile at me that travels at the speed of sound. Yep. But then you run with the missile. Yes. And then, and then after a second. You fire another one, and now you're now you're running with two missiles next to you. <laughs> That's awesome. I love my job. And then, and then a third one, and then a fourth one. And right. so, instead of hearing bang, 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 being hit sequentially by these missiles, they all bank up at the same time, and they all hit at the same time. Yes. Now you change that into sound waves, mm. and uh, your ambulance is coming closer and goes whee, and then it's going away and goes whee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, frequency so, increases, frequency yep. decreases. Yep. And it's like frequency increases when you approach, and frequency decreases when you when you recede. Yeah. Yep. But when they all come together, all that sound banks up into a single moment, mm. and so it's not so much a bang as it is all the sound of the approaching thing hitting you in an instant. Yeah. And then as you go away, it would just be Dopplered again. And, and super low Doppler. Yeah, well, it just drops down very quickly. Basically, what you're talking about is constructive interference. So it's all the all the wave, all the wave, yeah. all the all the amplitudes add up, and it's like and a rogue higher wave, higher and higher and higher and higher. And your ears cannot deal with that as a sound. It's it goes beyond sound, and it starts just becoming distortions in the air. I mean, which is what sound? It's a pressure is. wave. Pressure wave. Yeah, that's right. Which sound is a pressure yeah. wave, but you can't. You you cannot deal with that there's no way you yep. can yeah so you you, you get a boom because it's just the, all the air is being shaken like a crazy thing around you yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, do you know that there's a light equivalent to this a sonic boom yeah, what hang on what but no there's a there's something called cherenkov radiation what cherenkov radiation is is something travels faster than light in a medium Faster than light in a in a medium, in so a medium. nothing can travel faster than light in empty space. In a that's C. That's the speed of light. Yep. That's it. That's the fastest speed there is. To quote Eric Idle. So that's it. That's as fast as you can go. But light slows down going through a medium. Going through air, light travels a bit slower. Yep. Going through glass, light travels a bit. That's refraction. That's yep. how refraction is a big part of it. Going through a rubidium gemmy kind of thing, like like, like a crystal yeah. gem, crystal, it slows down even more. Yep. If you force it to something to travel faster. For anything to travel faster than light in that medium, All right. it will exhibit Cherenkov radiation. And that it, it will glow. It will give off energy to, to slow itself down. Oh, it, I see. And, and that basically. So the light is, banks up. It, kind of, yeah. And, and you kind of. And you get this. It's almost the equivalent of a sonic boom in light. 
So it's when something, so you get something goes through into a medium, like so it goes through empty space into a medium, and it's traveling super fast. Let's say it's traveling at the speed of light in a vacuum. When it enters the medium, it's still traveling really, really fast. It's traveling faster than light can travel in that medium, and the ah. way it, way it just it, way it slows itself down, it has to give. A, you can't just decelerate. You need a, you need something to slow it down. It gives off energy, and that energy is Cherenkov radiation. Oh wow! Yeah, so light, it's a light sonic boom, basically equivalent to yeah. Or- it's yep. not. It's not the banking up of, yeah. of light waves. I'm not saying yeah, that, yeah. but but it is. It is. If you travel faster than sound in in air, you will get a sonic boom. Yeah. If you travel faster than light, light. in a medium, you'll get Cherenkov radiation. Okay, but the sound isn't bouncing off the other sound. No, 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 no. That's that's why I said it's, it's not exactly it's the same being, thing. Yeah, yeah it's it's, cool. it's, an, it's an equivalence. Super. Yeah. I got sent a picture on the Facebooks, and it was a picture of, of a cow. Uh, the cow that jumped over the moon, and, and yeah. it was on fire, and it's like screaming Ooh, dear. as it comes into the atmosphere. And it's like the cow that jumped over the moon did not reconsider, did not consider reentry. And and I sat there for a while looking at it, going, "Huh." And I'm, I'm glad the person sent it to me. It's very nice of them. But I went, it really bugged me, and I couldn't work out. I didn't laugh. I went, "Wait, this this is how my brain works." I went, something wrong here. Something wrong. And I had to work out well, what what was wrong. Yeah. So why do you think I, I felt think, it was wrong? <laughs> um, because reentry is when the spacecraft is travelling like a fair clip. Yes. And it hits the air and suddenly the the friction of something travelling that fast in the air yes. heats everything up. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's when someone's coming in from orbit. Oh, but if it, you it just, just... It can just be... You, you can, you yeah, can, you can come straight in. Yeah. You've got to be at a fair clip. Mm. So the cow would need to be travelling super fast. Yeah, it had to get to the moon. So it, to the moon. Yeah, and then come back. And then come back. And not die. And not die. <laughs> So, is it because cows can't live in space? Well, there is that. No, no. Well, there is that. Okay, there is that. But I. But what got me about cows this, can't jump at no, and escape they, velocity. No, that, and there's and the, this is that guy's an idiot. <laughs> hey, did, whole hey, did, story's falling apart. <laughs> hey, did a little. But this is that's why I went. Hang on a minute. Spoons can't run. <laughs> the logs can't laugh. They don't find things fun. That's actually dogs do find things fun. That's a different thing for a different time. But hyenas are a type of dog. No, they're not. They're half between dogs and cats. They're they're can- that, That's not a thing. They're they're not they're not canids and they're not felines. They're not. They're somewhat. They're something else. They're, that's what I mean. They're, Hyenas they're, are not canines. I don't think they're canids. No. Of course they are. Are they? Of course they are. Well, walk of shame for Greg then. Yeah. Look, look it up. Yeah. I'm not looking it up now though. Listeners, no. listeners, are hyenas canids or are they felines or are they something else? I say something else. Dan says canids. Yeah. Walk of shame for one of us, or maybe both of us. <laughs> My problem here is if you had a cow that could generate the force to leap off the planet's surface, get into oh. a lunar insertion oh. orbit. I know what I know what, I know what it is. And come back. Yes. Because if it was going fast enough as it was coming back in to catch fire in the atmosphere, it would be going fast enough as it was going up That's to it. catch fire. Exactly in the right. It was. It was. It did a ballistic. It did a. I'm assuming. Assuming. I'm assuming it's not like Superman. It can change its direction somehow. Yeah. It did a ballistic jump. They do so, release a lot of methane. They do. So maybe it was accelerating. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it could change its orbit. But if it just jumped from the Earth to the Moon in some sort of ballistic path, which would be almost impossible. This cow is very clever. Then. It would land in a ballistic path. The sp- speed that you accelerate away at is the speed that you land at. It's, it's up and down. It's the way it works. So that cow would have survived. If it can survive going out, it can survive coming back. And if it didn't break its legs leaping off the ground, the landing won't bug it either. It'll be the s- same force. So that this, the, the fact it's screaming and yelling, I went, well, it'd be like, I am the super cow. It doesn't care. It doesn't give a rat's ass. It, it'd be fine. So They should put a cow in that <sighs> space game that you play. 
Elite Dangerous. No, the other oh, one. The, the orbital mechanics one. Oh, Kerbal Space Program. Kerbal Space yes, Program. Right. Put a cow in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's put it into orbit. So thank you for sending that to me, but but I just it's this is it, oh, I love it. Anyway, that's how I thought. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some maybe there's an astrophysicist out there going, Well, Greg, you've missed this point. I'd love to hear how I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Also, hyenas are not cannons. <laughs> yeah, they are. Intelligence. I'm not familiar with the... Uh... <laughs> Especially not since you flashed yourself. The checking animals, like we have this idea that humans are, are very clever and we're the only intelligent species, only sapient species on the planet. But th- there's been a lot of work done. We kind of think now, remember that test with putting a dot on, on your... On Self-awareness. Your, and, and say, look in the mirror. And they, they did the same thing with dogs, but with smells. So they, they, that We talked about on the podcast in the past, there's yep. dogs... Dogs, they didn't particularly notice, because they're not a particularly visual animal, they're more of a smell, they, they didn't notice the dot, but they knew, they knew their own smell, according to the study. So they're some, on some level of self-aware. What about birds? Like, are birds intelligent? Corvids, especially. Are they, they seem really smart. Yeah. yeah. So there have been a lot of tests on different animals. Uh, so 36 different animals, or different species of animals, were tested for intelligence using a different, this sort of test, where they were shown a tube, the tube is open on either side, and the animal, all these different species of animals, are shown how to get the food. Like, go in from the side, the food's inside. Look, hey, look, animal, there's food inside this tube. Mm-hmm. Go into the sides, get your food. And what they're trying to do with this experiment was to try and see what was instinct and what was intelligence. So what they did with the next tube, it was a transparent tube, so the animal could see the food in the tube. Yep. And whether they went for the side of the tube or they went, so the openings like went directly through the wall of the tube, clack, 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 and, and found a you know barrier. Yeah. Or they went, oh, wait, hang on a minute, and went around the side and got the food out of the tube yeah. was a, an indicator of instinct versus intelligence. That was what, like an indicator that something else was going on. They're like, wait a minute, I won't just strike for the tube. I will, I will go from the side. Now, human, human children can do this really well. Yeah. Chimpanzees can do this really well. So they, chimpanzees go, oh, wait, they pick up the tube. They go, they don't even try and strike through the tube. They go and they reach into the tube and they pull out the food. What they've done now with corvids, uh, no, ravens, jackdaws, and crows, they did the same thing. They passed it 100% of the time. So the raven, jackdaws, and crows never, ever saw the food and went for the food as if the, the tube wasn't there. They always went, well, I assume, we, we'll go from the side. So they walked to the edge of the tube. They reached into the tube and they got the food out. They never, ever struck at the tube. And what they're saying is they think this is indication that corvids are, as, uh, on some levels, as smart as chimpanzees, if not as human children. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by there this. There could be a lot of other factors going on. There, there could be smell. I kept thinking... There they could, could be s- sight. Like, they could be... Like, corvids could be picking up on a, a slight amount of infrared. And yeah. Like the heat of well, the ultraviolet. Tube and, yeah, that's true. Yeah, going, yeah. That's obviously... A surface in yes. front of me. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued. I would want to watch that. What I did, what they didn't say in the report was whether or not they just occasionally just gave a clear tube to some corvids, and they did go for the side of the tube. Like that would be the control yeah. I'd like to know. I need and to read of the- course the pipe with no food in it. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Do they do they even care about? Yeah, that's right. These are different variables. But look, I'm assuming these are. These and are then very- uh, gouge out the eyes of some of the cor- corvids. <laughs> Right. We'll put this in the study into the show notes, but the Royal Society Open Science. It's one of those things that when, when I think about these sort of animals, I do think they are quite clever. And I must admit, they do have problem-solving abilities. Not like octopus, thank goodness, who can like you know open jars and stuff like that. But for an animal with no... Hack computer consoles uh, and stuff. 
down that. It's well. terrifying. Oh. And uh, animals without opposable digits. I'm fascinated by that idea. We kind of think tool users like you know chimps and, and humans, but sometimes or octopus could hold a tool, but a bird can't. But there's still an intelligence of some sort there, which I, we don't eat them, so we should be fine about trying to save them. So they, I think it's interesting. I think most people would agree that corvids are probably quite clever. But how clever, I guess, is the is the Can question. they jump over the moon, though? We have magpies. Mm. The colony of magpies nearby, they are fascinating to watch. They know that my wife is a real softy and wants to feed them bits of meat and stuff. Right. <laughs> and she, and we, we've discussed that we probably shouldn't be doing that or at least be doing it really a very small amount. And mm. so she only does it a very small amount mm-hmm. because if they start to rely on you, then they're in all sorts of trouble. Mm. But it is interesting to watch them sort of come up and sort of wait and go, oh, I'd, I'd kind of like some food, please. <laughs> oh, a bug, a bug. Yeah. Do they do it less for you than they do for her? Do they understand that you're, you're, the, you're the hard bastard who won't feed them? Ah, uh, well, I have a different technique. Uh-huh. So I don't grab meat from the fridge. What I do is I check all of my herbs, and if there are any grasshoppers on there, I gra- snatch the grasshopper off the herb. <laughs> and I'm like, you want a grasshopper? And chuck it down, and the magpie's like, yeah, hunt! And jumps up and like, ah, And I'm like, ah, it's close enough. You're, you're domesticating them like dogs. I yeah, like I am a bit. I like in the end you're, gonna, you're just going to have a pack of magpies who, yeah. who do your duties. They have come into the house. Oh, right. Hopped in the front door uh, and be like, oh, what's all this? I live here now. And you're like, the hell are you doing in here? And it's like, uh, pooping. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> the f- no, no, what the hell's this? I used to have butcher birds. When I, when I lived in one flat, the butcher birds, I used to give them meat. And they started using my flat as a highway to get away from the larger magpies because they get attacked by magpies. Huh? So the magpie would have to go up and over my flat to get it, because like, I was a second story. they go over the top. And these things would come through my kitchen window, turn a right corner through my huh? kitchen, and then go out my lounge room. This was not a straight line. They had to think this through. Obviously, they'd been in my house quite a few times. And they would rock it through. Like, you, you, this bird would go past your head at... at 10, 20, 30 kilometers an hour. And you go, oh! And then, and then you go, oh, that was one of my butcher birds just like tear-assing through. Ah. And, and they, they did things. I realized I'd made friends with them. They, they, I could feed them. Like I'd leave them food. I also shouldn't do, but I did. And, but I wouldn't, they wouldn't let me touch them. I kept trying to work out how close I could get to them. So over many weeks, I would feed them and walk away. And then I would stay closer and closer. And in the end, I could feed them so I could go at arm's length. I could put the food down and then stay there. And they would, they would be at arm's length. I could, if you were fast enough, you could grab them. Like I never tried to. One day, I tried to pat one because you know, that's what you should do with a wild animal. And it went, uh-huh. and it went no, 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 no. No, no, no! I'm not a pet, and it made and it bit me. Like it, it, it went to my finger, and it you had to okay this close and no closer. Like it understood that I was safe to there, and it went no, we're cool. Please don't try and touch us. We're good with that. And one day it brought its baby. I was really fascinated by this. One day I looked up, and on the windowsill there was a mother. Oh, I assume it was the mother, an adult. And there was like a fluffy, downy baby with flight feathers. So they managed to get it up to the window. But it was a total baby, except it had little flight feathers. Wow. And it was like, hi, can you feed this one now too, <laughs> Really weird. Like, and it stayed up there. I felt really bad because the mum left. And the baby's like looking at me going, I don't know what to do now. So I gave it a bit of food. And then it wouldn't go. No one would leave. Like no mum no came back. But then I went to sleep going, oh, no, it's abandoned its baby. But it was all right. In the end, the, obviously, it left and it did its own thing. But I had a really weird relationship with these birds. But the, I know the problem with that is when I leave, then in the end, could they survive without me? And there are a couple of problems because there's, there's that problem. Yeah. Uh, number two is the food that we give them tends to be really meaty stuff. Like, yeah. Because we eat the flesh, the, the muscle of 
beef and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what they should be eating is like grasshoppers and lizards, which have bones in them, and so they get uh, calcium deficiencies. Oh, that's so. Yeah. If you feed them bugs, yeah, or uh, then that's fine for, uh, on that level. Yeah, and if you give them a bit of meat, you should like crush up a little bit of eggshell oh, and, okay. and give it to them. Yeah, but at the same time, if you start feeding them food. They start going, well, we deserve this food. Then people are like, oh, I'm not going to give you food. They, the magpies start attacking, and that's when the they council comes out and they kill them. They can't, yeah. They say, no, they're a pest. Magpies now. are. You turn them into a feral thing. In that are angry. Brisbane, they're not allowed to be killed. You can't kill them in, in where we live. We're here. They're not killed. They're just taken away. Then they come back. <laughs> they, you can't kill them. They're a protected species. Even the council doesn't won't kill them. Oh, well, they become a menace. They become a menace. So, they, bloody they, menace. They, they can be. What's interesting? We, we talked about the podcast before about helmets, and there was a study. The CSIRO did a study, with, you know, being swooped by magpies. Yeah. And they they did an experiment where they found a swooping magpie in near one of their offices, and they would just ride past it, and they they tried different things, and they tried riding past it. They walked past it, and yet they got oh, no. It's just bikes. It's just bikes. Sorry. So they wear a helmet. Swoop, yep, swoop, swoop, swoop. And they, they looked at the ferocity. They said, it was a pretty ferocious attack. There's this many swoops. And they wrote it all down. And then they said they put those little um, ties, the plastic ties, yep. you know, that make the, and did not deter it in any way, shape, or form. Like, it, it makes no difference. Sorry to say, if you put things on your helmet, and anecdotally you think it's helping, it's not. It doesn't make any difference. Eyes, they put eyes, like drew eyes on there. They put googly eyes on there. Yep. They, all sorts of different eyes. Yeah. Not a difference. Got some human eyes. Didn't care. The, uh, Didn't care. Organ do- That's right, yeah. Transporter. Put them on there. It does not stop them coming and attacking at all. Not at all. And even even things like people say, oh, you put these things on and they can't get you because they won't run into it. Supposedly they can't even see it. Like they, they're not, they come in so quickly. They're not like, oh no. And then they, 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 they we won't attack that guy because I might run into it. They, they, at the last second, they notice something in the way and they're already rocketing in at you. They, they, they suppose they have no idea. And then they crash through. You'd have to put a, like a physical barrier and they run into it <laughs> like a glass thing. Just put a screen door on your back. <laughs> and in the end, nothing, like nothing changed. Nothing was weird. They took off the helmet and it got swooped less, which is really interesting. They're not saying, nah. not saying for all birds, they're saying, there's something about the helmet was upsetting them. It was the helmet, and so when they took the helmet off, they did get swooped, but they didn't get swooped as often. The thing that you always hear them going after cyclists. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking I about. I always assumed it was the speed, but it may be the helmets. It may be the, the shiny, but they, they didn't really go into how much what it was. The thing they did do, they put the helmet on, and then they put an afro wig on, and they didn't get swooped. And then, and then, and then I'm not talking once, they went over and over again, and then they take off the afro and go back, and they're like, ah, murder! And then they put the afro back on and ride past, and they go, oh, no, I'm good. These magpies in Sydney, I will you know, you can't say all magpies, but in this test, these magpies wouldn't swoop an afro. So there's the answer, ladies Were and gentlemen. They racist? I don't but know. Like, oh, I'm not messing with that guy. I only, only, sw- only swoop white people. Films. <laughs> there's too many magpies on this. Mother effing bike. I think that's it. So maybe, ladies and gentlemen, what if you're a listener and you put things on your helmet to stop being swooped by by magpies, put an afro on there, ignore the weird looks you get from everyone in the world, and get back to us. Do you get swooped less? Because I'd like to see this. I'd like to get a, a larger sampling size, please. Say again, motherfucker! <laughs> I dare you. I have been looking into audio cassettes. The, it's it's the wave of the future. No, oh. but it's the wave of hipster futures. Oh, okay. Right. Like they're, so they're like vinyl. They're like vinyl. vinyl. Now they're uh. into now they're into audio cassettes. Oh, really? That sort of crunchy noise. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that flashback noise. Oh. 
but I didn't know much about them. Magnetic tape. Mm -hmm. It's plastic tape, and then they cover it in little particles of ferrous material Mm -hmm. and a gum, and it dries on, and so it's basically just magnets. Yep. It's just a tape covered with little teeny, 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 tiny magnets. Magnet goo. Yep. dries. In order to write to it, you run it past like a really strong magnetic field, Mm -hmm. and you go, and it goes, whoa, I'm really magnetic, and then the next bit of the tape, you turn it off, and it goes, no, I'm not very magnetic. And so you run the tape So past... it aligns the bits and... Unali- so aligns some and doesn't align some. Yeah. yeah. So some of the tape is really magnetic and mm. some of it's not very magnetic at all. Mm-hmm. And it runs through like a little tiny donut, like an electric donut. Mm-hmm. Electric donut. Electric donut. That's the name of our 70s funk band. Oh, that's good. I like uh, that. Electric donut. Uh, technically it's good but it's got no soul it's got it's like an emptiness inside the center on a record everyone kind of knows how the sound works mm. you've got your, your little needle yes and that sits in the divot and then as the record rotates it sort of pushes it up for some sounds and then back down for some sounds and it replicates the sound wave. Mm. And as that needle goes up and down, it changes the amount of electricity or the signal mm. coming from it and that goes into the speaker. Right. So that's how you get your sound wave there. With the magnetic tape, rather than having a physical disc or a physical platform that a needle is going up and down, mm. it is the magnetic field of the tape. As it runs through, it reads it and goes, oh, it goes up and down. It's much more magnetic and then less magnetic. Yeah. Much more magnetic than less magnetic. Like a waveform. Like a waveform. Uh-huh. Just like a waveform. There we go. So perfect for audio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Now, there are also digital audio cassettes. Yes, your DATs, yeah. Your DATs. Much, much better quality. Much better quality. Yes, uh, they were. Well, I, I, I'm basing digital quality. I'm basing yeah. I'm basing that on people who worked in sound back in the day were like very excited by DAT. Professionals use DAT. Laymen use not DAT. All oh, right. That's, that's, that's my experience, but you know, I, I, that's what sampling size of one. Better for better for copying. Yeah, yeah. Less chance of losing it as well. Yeah, less yeah. chance of losing it as you yeah. go. Mm. Because on a DAT tape, it's a, basically the same sort of tape. DAT Sometimes, tape. DAT tape. Yep. Digital audio tape. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well picked up one. Well thank done. You, thank you. Because my mother used to say automatic ATM machine. Ha <laughs> ha. Go to the automatic ATM machine. The automatic, automatic teller machine machine. Wow. <laughs> that really sped it all up. <laughs> so on the digital audio tape, I think that that was slightly higher quality tape. Mm-hmm. So more better magnet. Yeah, stuff. Or, or you know, you're not going to actually have a perfect curve. You have something that is a mathematical approximation, like blocks. So, so little like nope. skyscrapers next to each other. Nope. Oh, okay. Not like no. that at all. Ooh. Well, kind of. Ooh. It's just ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. So, in order to get a one, you go. Your waveform goes down a little bit, so mm-hmm. a little bit less magnetic, mm-hmm. and then up twice as far as it went down, mm-hmm. and then down the same amount. So it sort of goes negative five, positive five, zero. Mm-hmm. Starts at zero, negative five, positive five, zero. So, so a zero yep. is one of them. Yep. Okay. That's a zero. Yep. A one, same thing, but for twice as long. Okay. Right. So you get a waveform that goes. Uh, uh, that's a zero. Yep. And a one. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which means that on a digital audio cassette, it follows that you could store twice as many zeros as you can store ones. Oh yeah, of course. Because <laughs> yes. there's a limited length of the tape. Yes. And I was like, what? Wait, how do you know how much you have yeah. to write on it? Yeah. And so I started having a look at ones and zeros. Mm. ASCII text, when it's stored on the tape, it's stored as binary. Right. Just okay. ones and zeros. Everything's stored as ones and zeros. Uh-huh. So, Laura, Laura Mipsum, turn that into binary. Mm-hmm. You've got 10% more 
zeros, then you have ones. Right. Then I got some hipster Ipsum. <laughs> hipster Ipsum. Which this is, is just, a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's just rather than having <laughs> Latin, yes. which because you use this text just to have a, as a placeholder text so you're not distracted from the design by what's written there. Right, okay. And so hipster Ipsum is just a whole bunch of hipster words. Right. Like soy latte, bicycle, moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned Kelly beard. Yes. <laughs> Got suspenders. So the difference here was 12% more zeros. Right. Slightly larger. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because there are going to be different amounts of numbers and letters. Yeah. Yep. It uh, could just be like, random. It, but it's not. So if you go to an ASCII table, mm. all the letters are at the beginning and all yep. the numbers are at the end and then okay. you have weird characters. Yeah. So your A's are probably going to be zero 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 one one zero. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah Whereas right. if you want to get like some really weird character or like a mm. ampersand or something, that might be one 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 zero one one zero one. Mm. Lots of ones. Okay. All right, so okay. M- more ones at the end. Yes. Then I got a whole bunch of digits, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of random digits. Uh, and then still, there was a tw- there was twenty three percent more zeros. Oh, okay. So zeros are more used then. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? What? And then I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm translating these digits. They're s- digits in a string, so they're still ASCII digits. Right. Yes. So they're still <laughs> okay. They still got the wrong yep. numbers. And if you were storing digits in binary, mm. then zero would be zero, one would be one, two would be one zero. Yep. They wouldn't be stored with padding at the beginning, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't be zero, 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 one, zero. Mm. They'd just be one, zero. One, zero. Yeah, okay. So that's still right. like that. And so <laughs> I was looking at JPEG files and such yeah. and image files. And so image files, if it's all white, then it might be stored as all ones. Mm. And if it's all black, it might be stored as all zeros. Yeah. Are there more photos of one type or another? Are flesh-coloured images yeah like higher in zeros or ones yes or or like weird ones like purples and oranges that don't appear like they're not popular yes or like movie posters are all orange and blue cyan or whatever it is yeah yeah Yeah, so is there like a is there leaning (laughs) on one side or the other yes this is starting to feel a bit like cryptography to me by the way you start by looking at the code you can start working out what this might be, yeah, and like because this picture, if you're looking at a picture, the amount of yeah ones and zeros. But if you yeah. go, well, if it's just if it's twenty five percent ones, then that means it's probably not blue. What we're looking at is probably not blue. It's going to be this color, more or more this color. Like in a in a set picture, I think there's a lot you can learn, extrapolate from the ones and zeros. Yeah, which is probably a big part of cryptography. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting because it's all switched, so you might just flip bits, yeah, and make everything back to front, and that would be. A single thing. Just go... So maybe that's how they do it on the digital audio tape mm. is if there's more ones than zeros, yes. they just get a big chunk and they just flip it and say, look, if this... <laughs> they go flip it and yes. they go one, one, one. Bizarre world. This little code, Change. flip it and just flip it all back to front and it's like negative and then they flip it back. So yes. it's always more zeros than ones. Yes, yeah, yeah. But... I just worked that out. <laughs> that's super easy. That's like yeah. the super easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah, because it, it just need one bit, the, the, the flip bit. The flip bit that says flip the next thing. Until you see me again and then stop flipping it. Now, I got onto audio cassettes mm. and storing information on them because I was looking at credit cards. Yeah. And that little tape on your credit card. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, magnet, mag- that's magnetic mag- tape. That was magnetic exact tape. Exact same thing. Yes. Exact same thing. You can cut it and you can splice it into a cassette tape and you can put it through a cassette reader and it plays audio. Wow. So you can actually, it, it, sound, it sort of sounds like a whale farting. It's like, and you get this weird chirp yeah. if, you, if you splice it up. Now, there's... On average, like a dozen lines per millimeter. Okay. So yep. it's that big. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which I found quite interesting. But that's so that it's really easy to read, I would yep. imagine. There are actually three tracks 
Yeah. On that little tiny width of thing. The track one is 210 bits per inch. Right. So it holds 79 6-bit plus parity bit read-only characters. Right. So it's a tiny amount, like yep. 79 ASCII characters. Yep. And the first character has to be a little a sentinel one, so it goes, this is Zed. Always start on Zed. Yeah. If, if, if it's Zed, or if it's a special character that goes, this is the beginning. Yep, yep. And then the format code, so what format of information, and yep. then you get the primary account number on a bank card. Yep. And this is all. This is the same on all bank cards. Yep, yep. The next set of things, the so next easy to, characters, easy primary to crack. account number. Ugh, yeah. Uh, the separator, the country code, the name can be up to 26 characters. Then a separator... The expiration date, discretionary data, and then the end sentinel, so it goes, this is the end. Yep. And then, obviously, if it was all ones, then that would stretch the entire length of the tape. Right. But if it was ones and zeros, then it wouldn't, so they have to fill up the last bit. Right. It's just padding. Yeah. <laughs> Track two is, starts in all primary account number, separated country code, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then there's a third stream, yep. which they can use for whatever they want. Right. And so they can put in... They pornography. Can make that, they can make that read-write. A lot of pornography. So everything there is just read-only. Okay. Oh, yes, yep. It just says, yep. this is me. Yep. I'm Dan, and this is my credit card number. Yep. I'm in Australia. I'm yep. Australian card. And, I'm yeah. Australia. I'm Australian card. It, it's not writing any of your information to it there. Mm-hmm. And you put it into the card machine, and the card machine says, let's get a security code. Mm. You put in your security code. It encrypts that code, sends it to the through the phone line with, mm-hmm. with your information, yep. looks you up in a table, gets the encrypted thing and, and, and goes, does it match the other encrypted thing that I got? Yep. Brilliant. Excellent. Yep. That means you can have money. Sends back a signal saying you can have money. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that like the credit card would be like filled with security stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be because it's just... It's pretty easy to crack that. I'm me. That's, that's I'm the card. But that's why in Australia we use we mainly use chips now. We don't have... We don't have... You have the magnetic field on. I'm just looking at my credit card right now and it's what makes it safer is not the, the magnetic on the back. It's the, that sexy chip right there. Yes. And that chip, that's a whole different level of, of, of change. But yeah. yeah, there's still a magnetic strip on the back. Yeah. But that's the more important security feature I think nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Hard, it's hard to spoof that. Yes, yeah. And say, not not impossible, but harder. Yes. Yeah. Whereas it's super easy just to spoof the little card. You can just copy it. You can just, just literally copy, copy it. it. And just copy it yeah. and you've got it. And then if you can get the PIN number, then you're in. Yeah. So they were relying on the fact that you had to put your PIN number in each time. Yeah. So that's what. So when people were skimming your card, they were both getting your information and the PIN number. Mm, mm. Now it's really hard to, yeah, to mimic the chip. Yeah. Though not impossible. No. Now there's a third part on that card, which is actually read-write. Okay. So you can oh, yes. store information on Ooh. it if you wanted to. And some banks actually do use that to include an encrypted PIN number, uh, country code, currency units. Like your card can actually store oh, how much okay. money you had last time you used the card. Yes, right, okay. I don't know why you'd want to use this stuff, though. Yeah. See, from a security point of view, I feel like this is a terrible, terrible mm. thing to do. Mm. But that's that's something that you can do. So that's how credit cards work. That's pretty amazing. And what's interesting, the Americans overgrowed the chip. that We went to the chip decades ago. And it was, oh, it wasn't that long ago. And it was the, we were forced onto the chip like three years ago. It was only then, three years. Oh, okay. Look, because I went to New Zealand like five or six years ago, okay. and they had moved over before we did. Oh, okay. And like my card, like I did the chip. Was, yep. I don't think it had a chip or something. Right. Or, oh, and weird. I would go in there and, uh, and say, I or I don't think I remembered the PIN number, and I needed the PIN number oh. to use the chip, but I could sign, but it's, hardly anyone allowed me to sign. You can't say, yeah. oh, And so I had to do, what I had to do is I had to get the card and put it in backwards, and they go, I can't read the chip. So you go, do it again. Put it in backwards, can't read the chip. No, nah, chip fail. Uh, go to uh, this magnetic strip. And then I could run the magnetic strip and sign. 
There you go. Dan's a, it was a French invention too. The chip was a French invention. So and it was in the seventies, the nineteen seventies. So a French person went, We should put a chip on it. And went, Go away, we hate you. So it's a French chip. It's a French chip. It's yeah. Movies. TV shows. Different genres. Different action styles, romance, action, more action romances. I'm sure there's other sort of movies on TV. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> but there's one thing they never do in all these things, and that's go to the toilet. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. It is all- I've seen some films where they go to the toilet. They, yeah. They're very short and they're online. <laughs> it's only two girls. All numbers of girls. Oh, okay. Right. Sometimes dudes. Sometimes dudes. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. glad. All right. So one star. One. <laughs> that's crazy. So in movies, no, that's where the poop. Is oh no! From. Stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> is, uh, what have I done? <laughs> in movies, you very, <laughs> very, very rarely see humans go to the toilet. What made me think about this? I went to see Deadpool, and in Deadpool, before he spoilers, before he becomes Deadpool, he is peeing in a toilet. And then he collapses, and that's when they find out he's got his like body riddled with cancer. Yeah. So that, and that actually made me surprised. I was actually like, "Wait, oh, we we're watching a guy go to the toilet. Like, you don't watch him go to the toilet, but you see his face, and he's having a bit of an exposition in his head. But they they didn't just do it. He could have just been anywhere. He could have been chopping carrots. He could have yeah. been lying in bed. They decided. And I went, "That's really weird to see that see a person urinate in that case." And I realise that you don't normally see it in movies. Now, of course, we can just say it's because of... Who wants to see that? Who wants to see that? Turns out, surprising amount of people on the internet. A very small but vocal minority with money on the internet. But I wanted to... In the crypto zoo, I'm going to assume that it's not just... We've seen the movies are real. Something's going on. And, of course, we have to now explain why people don't go to the toilet in movies or TV shows. Okay. 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 So, organisms... Mm Mm-hmm. They create waste. Yes. That's why we need to go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. But trees don't have to go to the toilet. Uh, but they do have waste. They have waste. Their waste is... They have waste gases. They have waste gases. Yes. So, number one. They're excreting. Maybe all the characters on TV, they process their waste in a way that is... That, like, they absorb energy, like, through sunlight. Right. <laughs> and they excrete... They're all plants. Gases. All just plant people. Although you don't see people farting very much in TV shows either. No. So no, where no. we do... Maybe it's silent. We can't, we can't smell it. Yeah, you can maybe, exhale. They're not, they're not like doing... A really loud fart. Maybe they're just constantly just going... Pssst. Maybe they're just hissing. Pssst. Everywhere they go. Okay. That could okay. be that could be definite. That's that could a, be a definite. That could be a definite. Okay. That could be a definite. Right. That might be a definite. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that might be how it works. Yes. Okay. Now, what are other ways that things get rid of... They could be like those... Those arachnids that live on your face. The Demodex. Demodex. They Same. hold on to their yep. poop. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes. So you have... You have... Oh, my goodness. So a Demodex, it'll, it's got like a big sort of tail mm. on it. And the tail just grows throughout its life. And all its waste stores in the tail. Yep. And then when it dies, it sort of desiccates. And then it's just a great big log of Demodex poop oh. left yep. in your eyelash. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Get soap. Get soap. Get soap. <laughs> And this might explain something. When when you normally see like you have a, you have like Ryan Reynolds, you know, sexy Ryan yeah. Reynolds being all sexy, and then if they try and they go in the future, like when yeah. he's older, they put you in a makeup, and they normally make you fatter because yeah. well, the makeup the makeup supposedly they you know, makes you look bigger because it's extra on top of your normal yeah. skin. But maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe in their universe they're full of poop. Look at Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer filled up with poop. Filled up with poop. 
When that's, he was, that's why you don't get. Oh, that's too... why young women are out of the movies because they're full of poo. Yeah, and they they like the ones that stay on until they're like forty or fifty. Yep. Uh, they're or just eating these tiny, tiny diets that make less poop. Or they have the poop surgically removed. Yes. They can, that's the Botox in reverse. Suck it up. Okay. So I just like the idea. We got Val Kilmer in Top Gun, like shirtless playing volleyball. Yep. Bam. And then we got Val Kilmer in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, much bigger. That was Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer was in that. Okay. So and much, much bigger. And then so we've got a time. We now a timeline from the actor playing in different roles, getting bigger. It's not because he ate more. Well, it is. It's because he ate more. But it's because his yep. act, actors and movies don't excrete. I like that. Yeah. They're all de- giant. We evolve from demodexes in movies. Maybe movies are looking at another reality, like through. Maybe maybe movies aren't just a picture frame. Maybe we're seeing another reality, Rick and Morty style. Well, they call the movies like a, a window to another land. Oh. Like, or an eye to it, like looking through someone else's eyes. So where else would actors live but inside a giant eye, <laughs> just like a Demodex? <laughs> it's done. All your movies, you're watching something that looks like a human being, but it's actually some sort of terrible, non-pooping arachnid. Walk of shame Walk is cancelled. Cancelled forever. Because we no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not forever. Oh, damn it. Because we don't have anything. No, once again. We made no mistakes. I don't believe that. Yep. I really don't believe that. And I bet next time there's no mistakes either. No, no, no. Yeah, especially referring to uh, hyenas. Hyenas, absolutely not. But if they do find a mistake, if you hear that I've made a mistake, Dan, then send that information to Greg yeah. at smartenough.org. That's right. And vice versa for Dan at smartenough.org. If it's I make a mistake, just send it to us. We want to know. We like talking about it and correcting our errors. So, yeah, definitely. It listen. makes us smarter. It, it makes you smarter and it means we're not just you know yelling into the wind like idiots. But one that was sent in to me, it was not a walk of shame, but it's something that you brought up, Dan, in episode 112 when we were talking to Dr. Michelle Bannister and you got all pissy about cryovolcanoes. Cryo... Yeah. Bullshit! I call bullshit. You do. You can't have ice lava. You can't have like you can't just have. But depends what lava is, I guess. Like ice volcanoes, uh, they melt. That's a, <laughs> but uh, Scott, a long-time listener and many-time writer, had uh, written in going, "Well, they technically you can't have a cryo volcano. Don't call them cryo volcanoes. It should actually be a kionio." And he explains. So, because Vulcan is the Roman god of fire, yeah, Vulcan volcano. And Kion is the Roman goddess of ice and snow. So technically, a cryovolcano should be a Kionio. And therefore, that would solve your problem because it's not a cryovolcano. It's a Kionio. Yay! So thank you, Scott, for making Dan happier. And uh, I think I think we should get on to the... We should write another letter. They're probably sick of us by now. Write to the uh, the International Astron- Astronomical Union, no, yeah, the IAU, and go... Not cryovolcanoes, they're kionios. And we sold your issue, this weird thing. So get on to that. So by the way, Chad, by the way, Chad is the sun, Colin is the moon, and cryovolcanoes are kionios. Sounds like a, it sounds like a lolly. Kionio. Yeah, or a dish, a Japanese dish. Yeah, yes. Would you like a kionio? It's very cool. <laughs> is it animal testicle? Most of the things people offer me have been animal testicle. That's just you, Dan. It is animal testicle. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> it cut off early. Yeah. Um I'm confused. Get in the machine. I am okay, I'm opening it. St-
opening the door, round door, the big round, and I get into the machine, and I cl- clang, close it behind me, the time capsule is ready to go. Ha <laughs> Enjoy your stay in! Oh, crap. What's wrong? What's happened? I forgot to set the machine you last did, time. We didn't... Oh, man, we didn't, you didn't give me anything to look at. So You're going to have to stay in there for a month now. <laughs> is, there, is there somewhere to poop? I'm not an actor. Well, not for the first month, but then it'll go with you and then you'll just leave it in a field somewhere. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. Doesn't work that way. We can't take... Wait, we can take poop with us? That's a, that's a new <laughs> that's rule. A... That's a new rule, a new wrinkle to this whole thing. <laughs> Suppose you can. For those who don't know what we're talking about, every month we normally challenge each other to go back in time and try and become the best person, pimp that time, survive and thrive in that time. But we didn't have one for me this time. No, I ballsed up. So we got to do it. So we don't have one. So Dan and I have an hour. I normally have an hour to research it and then talk about it. But so this time, Dan, where am I being sent? You are being sent to Chavan de Huende in Peru. Chavan de Huende. 501 BC. 501. I look forward to going back to this amazing period of time and place, which I know nothing about and barely can point out at a map. <laughs> now, uh, if you guys have a good idea about where and when to send someone, oh, yes. send it to one of us. Yes. Don't send it to both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. So I'll be being challenged next time, so maybe send something to Greg. We kind of we, we don't want to do kind of the normal ones. We've kind of done Europe and we've we, like Africa would be really good. Like it's uh, we've done a bit of the Middle East, we've Look, done a bit of India. I'm not too concerned about the location Ooh. so much as the technology at the location. Mm. If you think there's something quite interesting that could uh, throw a spanner in the works for us or that we might... <laughs> a, a challenge that we'd need to overcome... Yes, yes. Then f- send us somewhere interesting. We've like, done things like fighting off the Spanish conquistadors and, and, and all sorts of interesting things like that. We communicated with Greeks over long distances. <laughs> we certainly have. We've built little submarines. Tiny submarines. Tiny submarines to, uh, to help navies. Dan, help the Nazis by giving them better clothes. Oh, that would have been so... I would have been so pimped. <laughs> you would have been, you, oh, you would have been Hugo Boss. I would have been the boss of Hugo Boss. <laughs> Hugo Boss's boss. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And the other giggling idiot is Craig at smartenough.org. Follow us on Twitter, SC2KB. And that Facebook thing, that's where all the cool kids are. SC2KB. SC2KB, yes, sorry. Uh, Get onto iTunes and rate and review us. We love it when you rate and review us and when you subscribe so you can hear every single episode. Absolutely. We do need your ratings and even if it's just, I like it, that's a review. That's great. That's how iTunes actually works out whether we're worthy or not. It's not based on how good we are, though. We are pretty amazing. If you uh, tried to subscribe at one point with whatever device you're using and struggled, try it again now. And if it still doesn't work, send me an email because I am surprisingly hands-on when it comes to fixing that thing up. It's all- I have to be. <laughs> Thanks, iTunes. Dan that fixes iTunes. That's what it is. We were very lucky. We were very lucky. We were invited to the Planting Festival at Woodford. So it's like you have Woodford at the end of the year, which we did earlier on, and then you have the Planting Festival halfway through the year, which we were invited to. And we got to be the main stage show and, and do one of our live shows, which will be coming out on the podcast stream pretty soon, actually. You'll get it soon enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. Stop. Calm your jets. <laughs> it was a good one, though. So we had, a fan- we had Spencer Housen again, so thank you to him. And we had Dr. Kirsty Abbott and the Ant Lady, basically it's like the expert on ants and uh, dr richard dennis an economist and they were all fantastic i mean you you, you it's you, you you'll hear it it's, eventually it's good, it's good it's good yeah it's all you'll good. get it a cat peed on greg's phone and his wallet it's the same thing he peed and marked it cat owns the wallet now 
Cat's got the password to his iTunes oh, account. Stinks, stinks. Sorry. No, yeah. Thanks for airing that out in my bedroom, that's, by that's, the way. That's fine. Like, that's what I sleep on, this uh, couch. Well, not anymore. It not anymore. Cat, it Sorry about that, yeah. If you would like a smart enough to know better t-shirt... Oh, my goodness. We are going to do a t-shirt run again. Woo! I haven't talked to you about oh, this, we, but I'm going to do it anyway. Excellent. Are we going to design new ones? No. Oh, okay, right, okay. Because the other design's so nice. Oh, cool. Cause we got a whole bunch of new listeners. We they do. might want to sh- wear with pride the Smart Enough No Better logo yeah. on their front and their back. Fantastic. So. In different we- colours? Uh, yeah, right. I think we should. You like the purple one, don't you? I do like the purple one, but we can have different ones each time. Maybe this uh, run will have different colours. <laughs> and as we always like to say. Bang, 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 bang! <laughs> Episode 115. Shut the door. Goodness, shut the front door. Duh. The front door is shut. No, I, just, I meant shut the f*** up. Oh, so, sorry. Oh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> it's a guitar ringing. It woo! Stop that. <laughs> I can play music. Woo! 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 Stop resonating with my guitar. <laughs> this is a bad time to bring up our Patreon idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, good. That'll, one of our stretch goals will be less hate from me. <laughs> I like that. One of our stretch goals is to build a dis- despot laser killing laser. If we, we should have like fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, a hundred million dollars. I wonder if ISIS could set up like a Patreon and say, "Look, if we get to like two hundred and twenty million dollars, we're going to stop decapitating people." <laughs> wow, that's a. There's a book in that. There's, there's a story there, isn't it? There's a nice. There's, there's something really. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a Ben Elton. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. It really does. Yeah, as in using crowdfunding to stop horrors. It's like, well, we people of city in the world, we put a bomb somewhere in your city. In one week, it will explode. It's a nuclear device. Oh. We'll switch it off if you just said, but that's ransoming. That's yeah. no, there's no different to that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's, it's crowdfund- crowdsourced ransom. Yeah, yeah. So it, like the governments aren't getting. Like, no, no. The governments of the world, they're we, not gonna. We don't negotiate with terrorists. terrorists. But individuals, but the will. people, but the people the of scared, scared yeah, little people. The people of Melbourne go, oh well, I've got ten bucks, and you make it reasonable. Like yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. there's five million people in Melbourne, I think, for fifty million dollars, we'll stop. That's only ten bucks each, guys. Yeah. Come on, everyone, put ten bucks in. So we'll we'll just use one of our smaller bombs and our stretch bomb. With that, with our, <laughs> our, our stretch bombs. That's the title of the book, Stretch Bomb. <laughs> I love the idea. Well, it's like if we only reach this much. Oh, oh. Oh my goodness! If we reach this much, we'll dial down the yield to yep. only ninety percent, yep. and then it's 70, 50 percent, twenty percent, and then it's zero percent. Zero percent, and after that, you get shirts. <laughs> we, just, we just fire shirts from a plane. <laughs> I stopped Melbourne from being nuked. Oh, this is brilliant! This is this is a oh, what is this? This is I don't know if I want to use this. Oh, we should put this aside. I think there's something really. I don't know if I want to use it here. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, that's a really good. It's almost like a comedy show, serious thing, but not serious. It's and, got a kind of a um, oh. Doctor Strange love feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because you got people would just go, look, we'll just pay them. Like, yeah, we'll just pay them, man. Why aren't you paying them? Oh, well, I don't believe in that. Well, I'm paying yours. I don't pay them yours. Don't give them twenty bucks. But you're it's not like paying. That, it's like that scene from uh, from Reservoir Dogs. I don't believe in tipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're gonna wipe out Melbourne. <laughs> I don't know no one in Melbourne. It's a principle of the thing. They get paid. <laughs> they knew ISIS it. get money. They, they're built on a foundation of the US going in there. I can't support that. What sort of asshole are you? 
fantastic. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Anyway, that's, 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 that was my week in science. Did we, did we finish up, Lynn? I think we finished up. Kind yeah, of. oh, ages ago. Oh, good. Ages ago. We've been rambling for good. a while. Good. Good to hear. That's Can't you. use any of this. <laughs> so just write down below, at SCTKB on Twitter or Facebook and just go three colors, boom. And why? In 140 characters or more on Facebook. Instagram, your favorite colors to us. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm the one who has to deal with all this. Oh, it was so easy until you started helping. 